So Rachel, tell me a little bit about your background. So how did you get to where you are now? Has it been, did you have a set goal to be a presenter, a broadcaster? How did that work for you? I went to art college, Central St. Martin's College of Art and Design. I did a degree in art and design, specializing in graphics, photography. While I was studying, I assisted on food shoots and I really wanted to be a food stylist, but I couldn't get a paid job when I graduated. So I ended up doing fashion PR marketing. After a couple of years, hated that, decided to move to Paris to learn how to bake. So I moved to Paris, did a diploma in patisserie, same time worked as an au pair, did many different jobs to make ends meet. And then my big break came when I got a job at a cookery bookstore and we would launch, uh, do cookbook launches. And I met food writers and I literally just say, hi, my name's Rachel, do you need any help? So I got my foot in the door with editors and then a French publisher approached me saying, we like your recipe testing you do for other food writers. Do you want to write a cookbook? So I wrote two cookbooks in French. Um, that was before the Little Paris Kitchen. And after those, that experience, um, I wasn't, I wanted to write for an English publisher, basically, to put it politely. And so I literally just put a presentation together, a PDF, and I found out the editors of publishers saying, and I emailed them, say, hi, my name is Rachel. I'm a food writer. I know you're really busy. Do you have 10 minutes so I can pitch you some ideas? Sent them a little PDF of who I am. Uh, and I got out of 10 emails, I got three meetings. Mm -hmm. Out of three meetings, I got two cookbook offers for the Little Paris Kitchen. That is amazing. So yeah, so that's how I ended up in food writing. I did do a lot of other things on the side, like uh, catering, consulting, you know, food styling, um, just anything to make ends meet. Uh, yeah. And it was a lot of hard work. So at no point kind of running up to that, did you want to be a broadcaster? Had you thought about being a presenter or anything like that? Was that kind of just like... So something that came out of the blue? No. So for me, my drive is being creative. Right. So it like uh, at art college, it was all about, you know, finding creative solutions to a problem. You got given a brief and you found the creative solution. So my kind of passion is being creative. And through food, I am creative. And I love telling stories. And my cookbooks are often about a story or a journey in my life through food. Mm -hmm. like my most recent one the little Swedish kitchen it's about my life in Sweden yeah and how I discover Swedish food so the broadcasting came about that I thought look I have a story to tell about a British woman cooking food in Paris in a small kitchen and I was writing the cookbook and I was like you know what I'm just going to pitch production companies so off went the emails hi I'm Rachel I'm doing blah, 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 blah. and out those meetings I met a lot of people who weren't the right match for me, but I met a production company who got my idea, said, look, you don't need a change, we'll work together, it's a collaboration, blah, blah, blah. and we pitched the idea to the BBC, and they liked it. I mean, that's amazing, really. I mean, it, what I'm taking from that is that it's more about the work that you put in and how you kind of push yourself forward to get to these opportunities, rather than look, a little bit less. Yes. 
No, obviously I am not denying it does help that I am attractive. <laughs> uh, you know, I like I've got a few more wrinkles now and more bags. <laughs> but obviously, you know, if you're in the media, you have to be pleasing to look at yeah. in general. You know, that's yeah. the way it is. So yeah, tell, like me, tell me a little bit about your what your daily routine looks like now. Um, okay. And how how that daily routine helps you personally in your life at the moment so what time tell me like what time you get up in the morning start there okay so full disclosure I have a two-month-old at home and a toddler so my my uh, daily routine is a little out of it but a good day for me and that was also pre-babies was when I got up early and I would usually at six, I would go to an exercise class. I would train, uh, you know, and now even if I get 25 minutes or I do my pelvic floor exercises, I feel like I've achieved something for myself. Yeah. And I hate exercise. I really don't like exercise. But I know this is beneficial. It gives me more energy. It makes me feel better. It just like, you know, so that's like one thing I always try to do. I used to, and I still sometimes do mindfulness, like a little meditation. Um, but it's like that little bit of exercise really helps. Yeah. And my day usually starts the day before I've realized. Okay. So before I go to sleep, I always write a list of things I want to achieve for the following day um, and try to prioritize. Look, I'm only going to manage maybe three if I'm lucky. Mm -hmm. And it could be even like small things like put on the laundry, you know, because I know for my personal satisfaction to make me feel good, it's ticking things off. Mm -hmm. So everybody, I think you always have to find what motivates you. And if that's what motivates you, do that. You know, if that gives you a little bit of joy in the day, so sad, but I get joy out of ticking things off the list. So there you go. <laughs> I totally get that though and and also the exercise thing you know I have small children as you do too and for me it's like just taking 30 minutes out of the day all I need is 30 minutes and I just run really slowly but I put music on like full blast and I have I have 30 minutes on my own and 30 minutes away from the house away from the children and I come back and I feel just like on top of the world I feel like yeah. I manage everything again and I feel like myself again I feel like the Lauren I was before I had children definitely I, I, I completely get that what about um I mean obviously you being a um a celebrity cook and a very famous one and what, how much does food is it important to you do you have to eat a specific way do you have to eat a mm, I just have to eat I get <laughs> hangry <laughs> And contrary to the, you know, belief, I am not snobby when it comes to food. You know, scrambled eggs on toast, I am quite happy. Uh, today it was cold pizza left over for lunch. Because <laughs> that's what was around and that's like, but I, what I am doing nowadays is I kind of batch cook. So today I made a big stew, which will be like one for tonight, one for the freezer and one for another meal later in the week. You know, so that's the kind of, the way I cook at the moment is like, so I don't have to cook every night. I can just pull something out the freezer. And 
where I live, you know, I live in Stockholm, the ready food, ready made meal kind of takeaway thing, it's not as developed as it is in the UK. So, you know, like having a break from cooking, which everybody needs, is more reliant on me thinking ahead. So, so it's not really specifically what you eat, you just have to make sure that you're eating at regular times and you can't miss meals and things like that. I mean, some people can kind of skip meals and they're okay with that, some people not. I mean, I'm similar to you, I have to like consistently have three meals a day. I'm okay not snacking, but I have to have those meals. Yeah, look, some days I can, you know, if I've got a really hyper day, I can, I don't need it. But like in general, I need my consistent energy, keep my blood sugar. And I trying, you know, with like the nuts, the fruit and increase my plants in my diet, try and eat healthy, not cold pizza for lunch every day. <laughs> so it is well, delicious. I, so yeah, I know, I know. But um, yeah, so uh, like, I mean, what always helps is like when you cook extra and have the leftover roast vegetables in the fridge and you can cobble together a salad in like five minutes. So I always try to like think, help yourself, it, like your future self will like pat you on the back. Oh yes, well done. You like, you're looking after yourself. So yeah, and tea. Oh. I need my tea. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I do need my tea and I, I travel with tea bags. So mm. where, you know, be, like I used to travel a lot more than I did. But like, even when I was out on the road filming last autumn, I like the tea, uh, some of the tea they serve in the hotels, you know, we don't stay on very nice hotels on the road when we're filming. Um, and uh, it's, I won't mention the brand, but it's the kind of tea where they've made tea bags and the leftovers on the floor, they will scrape together to make other tea. Oh. That's the, the, the ones you find at the hotel. So I have to have my own tea bags okay that's good yeah I mean I'm the same but with coffee but yeah um so during the day like what do, what does your day look like at the moment from a work perspective just obviously with you having such a young baby are you working how are you managing that kind of thing so um I'm fortunate that in Sweden you really get great parental leave uh my two-year-old is in nursery and it's Heart, you know heavily subsidized here in Sweden so you really have support uh, in that sense and that does help because we don't have any family nearby um, and at the moment it's like just grabbing an hour here on there while my baby sleeps and it's just like right now I am just keeping on top of things like doing their accounts answering emails although I have organized one or two events and I'm pitching ideas so I've written a list of things I want to do today and I've managed maybe a third of it, you know, so, and realistically I won't manage much more today. I think once you, once you're over like midday in my world, it's kind of like, you've got to get gearing up, go do the nursery run and stuff like that. So an hour to two hours work a day. And what does, how does technology play in that, you know, with you enabling you to work? Oh, it's amazing. Oh my goodness. I love technology. Wi-Fi, laptop and a kitchen. That's all I need to work. And sometimes I don't need a kitchen if I'm not recipe testing. So at the moment, it's more laptop based. Um, also mobile phone. I do so much work on the go because a lot of my work is social media based, you know, networking on 
you know, various different platforms, keeping in touch, watching what's going on, da 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 da. It's nowadays a lot of it's social media, so and emails. So yeah. And what do you? Is there anything that you have to do currently during the day? Um, to re-energize or if you're feeling tired or anything like that is there is, do you have any kind of tips about what you have having to a nap <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness I like I like recently I haven't had that many naps because my toddler's been ill home as well so no rest and and I can feel like in the morning I uh, it's hard yeah it's really hard like the the little sleep so I am actually trying to be kinder to myself and say, you know what, that work will wait. It's not the end of the world if you don't reply to the email within 48 hours, you know? So, and also, like, yeah. you have to be the best version of yourself, don't you? And when you're being pulled in all different directions and you're absolutely knackered as well, you have to... There has to be a way of you managing that and to be able to be the best version of yourself it might be that you nap or it might be that you do meditation or a yoga nidra or whatever just to kind of reclaim that energy that you need to then you know be a great mom and and, and feel great in yourself as well you know that's a, that's a big part of it um what about being anything about being outdoors during the day or anything does that help yeah, so uh, Sweden isn't known for its fabulous weather. <laughs> but at the moment, it's springtime. And like the other day, I was like, you know what? I could answer all these emails. Or I could go to my little local bakery and have a coffee in the sunshine. Well, you know, I get, if I'm lucky, I'll get an hour nap time where they're both down and have a coffee and read a book for like half an hour. And that's what I did. I was like, you know what? Forget it. And, and that's something I, I am doing more because I've realized taking yourself away from your work will actually help you re-energize, will help you inspire new ideas, open things up because otherwise I feel I can be quite narrow-minded in the food world. It's just food, food, food. And actually your inspiration or my inspiration comes from all different sources from entrepreneurs who might be in business or in tech or in finance. Uh, so I try and look for my sources of inspiration and education beyond my world. Yeah. And tell me about your kind of nighttime routine, really. Like, you know, are you able to go to bed early? Are you, do you feel completely knackered by 9pm? What does that look like? I'm usually knackered by 5 <laughs> Me too. Yeah, I'm like at five o'clock. I could like go have a bath, a shower, just get into bed. But bedtime is like ten. If I'm lucky, it's just like getting the toddler down. Then getting it's just it's like I don't know. I try. I'm trying to get better with my bedtime routine. But I have like the phone is a killer for me. I'm trying to get rid of the phone out the bedroom and just rely on a book. Um, and some nights I manage to do that and I know I'll sleep better if I don't have my phone around. Uh, but the nights I have my phone around, if I'm doing night feeds, then I just, you just check your social media, do an email and then you're awake and that's it. Forget sleeping properly. <laughs> and also I found that in the night when you're feeding, 
you know, it can be quite a lonely place, can't it? Because it's dark, you're on your own, husband, partner might be asleep. You know, you kind of feel on your own, really. So I, and in that instance, I found social media quite helpful to feel part of something because there could have been like other mums awake or, I don't know, shift workers, whatever. But um, in that instance, I found it quite helpful. So it's not yeah. quite looking at the screen all the time, but you're awake anyway. I know, I know. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a love-hate thing I have with social media. You know, I love what it enables me to do, but I hate the way it's so addictive. Um, tell me, are you, would you say you're a morning person? Are you a night person? When would you rather do your work? I mean, obviously, I know at the moment you, your kind of routine's a bit all over the place, but if it wasn't, what kind of when would you rather do your work? So I know what kind of person I'm not. I'm not an afternoon person. <laughs> I have never heard that before. <laughs> well, I have a real slump in the afternoon. Yeah. After lunch, uh, I, I, like, I would happily, even pre-kids, I'd happily have a nap. Mm. Um, and I, when I used to have an office job, I would have to go for a walk to the petrol station to go buy a packet of crisps or, or just something to get my blood circulating or say, oh, does anybody want a cup of tea? Because I would be literally nodding off in my, you know, in front of my computer. So yeah, I'm not an afternoon person. Morning, evening, nighttime. I can get a real wind like in the evening if I'm on my own and like, bam, and like get stuff out. Uh, but like afternoon is not a good time for me. Well, at least you know, don't you? When it's like some people are morning people, some people are evening people. It's great that you can kind of use both those windows and, and like you said, get, get, do work and get things done. It's brilliant. Um, what are you, what are you, could you give us an idea of like what you're working on next, what your next few projects are? Yeah, so um, I, I had a new cookbook which came out last year, The Little Swedish Kitchen and it came out in the uk then i filmed two tv shows they're in post-production right now um and now the little swedish kitchen is being translated into japanese so i'm potentially looking at how i can help promote the cookbook um i've organized a few, i'm organizing a few events in london with some other food writers so lots of little bits and bobs here and there uh, and pitching ideas so basically a lot of the time in my business, it's all about just planting those seeds. You know, you've got to have lots and lots of ideas because the majority of the time, it just doesn't happen. But if you want it to happen, you've got to make sure you are knocking on those doors, making those connections, and just trying. You just got to keep on trying. And people think if you're successful, you don't have to try anymore. That is not true. I am still knocking on those doors. Those doors are not opening or they open, then they slam shut or they might open with a little bit of a gap, you know, and sometimes they open and it, something comes about, about. So it's a lot of pitching ideas. And do you have any tips for any other women in a similar situation when they're working in, you know, with this, they may have a family of small children. Is there any tips that you would pass on to them? So um, what I'm realizing now is I'm very fortunate. I, I get support from the Swedish government in terms of childcare is um, don't, uh, 
don't expect too much. Don't put, be so hard on it yourself. You, you can only do so much in a day and try and prioritize what is going to give you the maximum effect for the minimum effort, you know, and, and I, I want to do that in general. I, I, my motto for the last couple of years is like, uh, work less, earn more. I'm not very successful at it at the moment. I'm still working on it, but that is my uh, motto. So, so. <laughs> um, because my priorities have changed. You know, I used to work 24 seven. I would be, you know, and now I want to be, I want to have that freedom to be with my family um, and still do, you know, the, some work. I have to earn a living and stuff like that, but I'm kind of, what will get me the most, you know, impact, the least amount of work. So I think evaluating what you want to do and what will get you there the quick in the quickest way. I, uh, at the moment, I'm also taking the time to evaluate what I want to do with my career in the next five years, three years. So it's good to evaluate where you want to go, what you want to do and have that overarching goal and break it down into small goals.